Hi, superstars. Welcome back to another exclusive episode that we have created just for our sort of awesome supporters. You know, from time to time, we drop a little surprise into our feed for you all, um, just as a little way to say thank you so much for the generous, amazing support that you give to sort of awesome to help us keep the lights on and keep the show running. Well, as promised, following our 10 Things to Tell You premiere with Laura in our extra awesome, in the main sort of awesome feed, Laura and I did save a couple of things from our list that we wanted to talk to each other about that, um, well, we just wanted to keep amongst friends. <laughs> These are always the best topics, actually. I know. <laughs> So I'm so nervous and embarrassed and already blushing to talk about the first thing I wanted to talk about. So I just want to go ahead and get it out of the way. Okay, say it. As you may know, because you are a bridesmaid at our wedding, Kyle and I have been married a while. It'll be 20 years in June. Um, We genuinely, truly have had for a long time a very um, fulfilling sex life. Genuinely. Now... We have had a little bit of mismatch sometimes, and I talked about this on a much earlier episode. In fact, it was the first sort of taboo episode that we did when Kelly and I talked about sex in the book, Come As You Are. Like one of the big um, light bulb moments of that book for me was that my um, higher or like, you know, she talks about like gas pedals and brake pedals and stuff, uses that analogy when talking about your sex drive and and those types of things, um, that I have a really easy gas pedal (laughs) and I always felt like so weird about that because um my husband who's very 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 like intellectual and in his mind a lot um depending on what our life circumstances are sometimes our you know desire to have sex is just not the same it's not the same level there was a mismatch there that's been kind of one of our biggest problems through the years especially well I can't even say that depending on how stressful or non-stressful things are in his job, mm. would make a big impact. Yeah. So anyway, now, things for a while now, I would even say probably two years have been not as stressful as they have been in the past, pretty steady for mm-hmm. his job. And so it's kind of naturally taken care of some of that issue that we've had to the point now, now I'm finally getting around to the point after using all of these words, that we had a conversation recently, a couple of weeks ago, where Kyle was like, do you ever want to just like try something new that we've never done before? And I'm so nervous. I'm already nervous. It, was, it doesn't get really any more R-rated than that. I mean, he just is like, well, what, what would you want to do? Like Because we, we kind of do have our routine, as sometimes can happen, I suppose, after 20 years of marriage, are predictable things that we... Like things that work. Things that work. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we do too. I mean, we have a, f- we have a few of them, I would say. But right. like, yeah, you have like about three... Right. Variations. Variations on the theme. <laughs> yeah. And they like solidly work. And so then everybody goes happy and goes to sleep. Yes, exactly. So he like really broached the conversation of like... What would you want to do that we never do? And just kind of open it up. And and I was like completely like, well, what? <laughs> I was so caught off guard. It wasn't even in the midst. Like we were like, it was like a normal conversation in our kitchen. <laughs> and I was like, I don't even, I got to think about it. I was like, let me, um, let me do some research and I'll get back to you. <laughs> That was weeks ago, and I still haven't gotten back. Did he not, was he just starting it, was he just throwing it out there, or did he have 
something in mind that maybe he wanted to try. Right. That's what I asked him in the moment. I was like, are you not happy with things? And he was like, no. He's like, truly, I really want to make sure that you're like really happy and that there's not anything. Because he does know that I am not always forthcoming with things that would um, be just for me uh, in life, not just sexually, but just like I'm not one to really, you know, be a sort of more assertive with what it is I want out of something. Mm -hmm. And again, not just in the bedroom. Um, And he was like, truly, I really do want to know if there are things like that you want to try, if if it's positions or do you want to try this thing or that thing? And I was so caught off guard that I was like, I I mean, I just kind of sputtered out like, I don't know. Let me think. Let me process this question. I don't even know. Okay, but how does one process that question? How do you research? That's what I want to talk to you about. I don't know what to do. Why are you asking me? (laughs) I mean... Hold on. No, this is a legitimate question. If we were at like a girl's dinner with multiple points of view, this yes. would be a good conversation. I, as Laura, am not sure that I have any answers here. Because I've realized, and I'm just going to say it, I am, I'm not a prude, but like, I guess I don't mind that we have our variations that work and it's over. Like right. I, every time I try to think, because Jeff and I have had this conversation of like, sort of like what you're saying Kyle has you know, is, is there something you want to try or do or whatever? And when I genuinely think about it, like think about some of the things that are popular, you know, right. I don't know, role play or BDSM or like anything where I think, well, would I want to? And then I actually like when I get out of my, no. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm like, is... I'm like, I actually don't. Is, is that wrong? I know. Okay. I guess I just wanted to say, I don't know even what to do with this question because then I do. Now, again, the the tone of the conversation was not in any way like I'm unhappy, I'm bored, I think we should, you know, spice things up. I don't even think he said those words at all. I think he genuinely was like, Are there things that we could be doing? Well, like maybe he was just doing a check in. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, for me, like little changes make as much of a difference for me, you know, like a new location. Right. Um, or something like that. Right. I don't need to do like a whole dramatic like where you have to buy props. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. I mean, that's just my personal thing. Yes. Like it's enough of a change that's exciting to me in the moment yeah. to just do like a little tweak. Like, right. Um, again, like location, time of day, like, you know, yes. morning instead of before bed or, you know, whatever. Like, right. Like little things are enough for me. I just, I don't know. I feel like that sounds a little Puritan and I just being honest. No, I know. I feel the same way too. And I guess my other thing was like, I don't even know what is out there. That's a resource that's for, listen, this is what I ask the sex expert. That's the first thing that came to mind when you were like, ask your sex, this, um, expert on smartest person in the room. Is there wholesome porn? I asked the sex expert, is there wholesome porn? But apparently there is. He answered. And I was like, well, see? <laughs> I didn't even know that was yes. a thing. I know. But see, like, when in even in that conversation with him, both off mic and even on mic, or I don't even know which part of it aired or not, I feel like when I stumble upon these conversations or, like, when I had that conversation with Dr. Chavez, which was amazing, they are 45 steps ahead of me. Yes. Like, if, if I ask him, what should I try new, he would assuredly name something that I'd be like, well, that's a no-go. 
like sometimes you just need normal things of like, well, can't we just like try it in the car or something? Like, in my minivan. <laughs> Why do I need to buy something to put in my mouth? Like, I don't know. It just. I know. I know. That's the thing. It's like... We need baby steps. We don't need like... Baby steps. We don't need like leaps into stratosphere of... Yes. Newness. I mean, you know, I'm all for people who who do all the kinds of crazy things. Sure. But it's hard to go from like regular married people sex to like cray. You know, you're not going to like go to like a swingers party. Yeah. And I don't... I don't think that... I don't think Kyle really has the um, temperament for... (laughs) anything too out there but I guess I just kind of ran into this thing of like I feel like a lot of you know Cosmo articles or whatever are more like in the beginning stages of when you're getting to know someone and like we have come through I mean we've been married for 20 years we have lived a lot of life together and we've gone through some really hard seasons of not being on the same page in terms of you know what sex means to us and how often we have it and what we're each getting out of it we kind of worked through a lot of that. So now I kind of feel like we're on the cusp of a new season. I mean, our kids aren't little anymore. We have, we mm. both work from home during the day. We have more flexibility in this. And I'm like, I don't even know, like, what do I, where would I even go if I, I don't even know what I don't know. Well, I think you could, if you were truly just like, I just want to get some ideas. I'm not committing to anything. We're not doing anything too outlandish. I just want to like, see what, like, see what there is. Mm-hmm. My personal thing, I wouldn't want to, like, do this research online. Right. That's the other thing. I don't want to. It makes me feel icky. Yes. It stays in your cookies. You're going to start getting Facebook ads about it. Oh, my gosh. But um, can't you go to, here in Oklahoma, they have Christie's Toy Box, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is an adult store. Yes. Um, Could you not do that? I suppose. And just, like. Browse, browse, just see what's and just see. There's like really tame things again that might just be like a baby step, like hot oil or Mm -hmm. um, I don't whatever. I don't even know because I don't know either. (laughs) Just (laughs) we're saying helpful to each other in this, but I do think that you could go, yeah, and just see, like literally, just see what's out there. Literally, just see. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's the first baby step I need to take then. Just do a little exploratory research. But would you go by yourself or would you go with him? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Or would you go with a friend? friend. If it were me, truly, 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 this was like a true predicament and not like just something funny. Like we could go together and have a great afternoon probably. (laughs) (laughs) But like if I were truly like, okay, no, actually I'm going to actually see about this. I would go by myself and honest to God pay attention to my body and be like, oh, does that... Does that turn me on? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, even if it's something you weren't even, that seems dumb to you, like a nurse's uniform or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. whatever. If you just, like, truly walk around the store and honestly be like, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. Or right. an aversion to something. Yes. Um, okay. Just sort of feel, yeah, if you're by yourself, maybe kind of feel out your reactions mm-hmm. your honest reaction instead of your like giggly reaction because if right. we went we would just go and laugh all I know time. we would laugh the whole time we and it would be completely actually productive yeah <laughs> and I think if you go with him for me like that would maybe be too much pressure you'd be like am I supposed oh, to think this is sexy I and I don't and he d- clearly does and I don't know what I'm doing yeah if he's asking you if he seems okay but he's asking you go by yourself that's a good idea and then I won't be filtering everything through like because I think that's the biggest part of the problem 
I'm sort of out of touch with, because I've just gotten so used to it, just our usual rhythms, I'm, I feel sort of out of touch with like what actually is enticing or exciting for, in this for me. I read this thing, it was like cushioned in an article about something else, so I don't even, I mean just recently I read this. I can't even remember. Anyway, it was just a side paragraph that I did take note of that a sexual expert was giving a quote in this article. Mm -hmm. And she said something like, the problem with American sex culture is that we're so goal-oriented. So we are so orgasm-driven. Right. Whereas in some other cultures, it's experience-driven. So just touching or being like sensual um, is almost like... In enough, yeah, or maybe you still want to have orgasm, but like that, it's n- not the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I feel like, and I know this is true. Yes. that you're just like you want the end result, right? And we don't really think about, and we're certainly not intentional about, really the process. No, the process is a means to the end. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think that it's important to talk about women women's orgasm because there's so much benefit to it beyond like I think the reason that we are goal oriented is not just because it feels good for the few seconds that it mm-hmm. arrives but and there's mental health benefits to it oh, it like totally. floods your body with happy hormones yes. um you know there's all kind you sleep better you you know it, it really affects yeah your body right to have regular orgasms so for that reason I'm saying like I don't know that there's anything wrong with that goal yeah yeah, yeah. But I do think maybe we neglect, I know, right. I neglect the process. Exactly, exactly. Okay, that's a huge light bulb. All right. Well, that was, was worth the cost of admission. <laughs> um, what was I going to talk about next? Oh, energy? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, okay, so I have gotten a few emails or, or direct messages about this topic because we've talked about it on the show, mm-hmm. but without directly really like diving into it. It is something in the future I do want to dive into either on audio or maybe I'll write on my new blog. That's right. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Now that you have the space for it. Um, the, the question I've gotten from a few different people has been, when you say energy, mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? And I realized that I use the term energy interchangeably, meaning a lot of different things. Okay. So I'm, I'm telling you about it because I, you and I use it interchangeably with one another. Mm-hmm. I think that we're on the same page. But um, So I, you are the one who taught me a lot originally about your actual, literal energy level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because when you first started getting into personality types yeah. and mm-hmm. talking about like enneagrams and low energy and enneagram <laughs> that you love so much to talk it's about, a negative thing. Um, <laughs> but like the introvert thing, because yes. people experience me as such an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm a big talker. I'm very high energy in person. Yes, very. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. But I. But your your intense need for energy recovery is takes days, mm-hmm. and so when you started teaching me about being an introvert, I mean literally years ago, I started to be more aware of energy management. Mm-hmm. Yes, of you know when I'm going to have to recover from a lot of extroversion, what time of day to do my work, mm-hmm. like when I have the literal most energy. Um, which was hard for me because I used to be a night owl. Mm-hmm. My body rhythms are a little bit night owlish, but mm-hmm. as a mom, 
I am so depleted of energy yes. by the end of the day that I can't, that I'm just in a season of life where I, I can't follow body rhythms without to follow like reality. Yes. Which means that now I'm having to do more work in the morning than I used to. Anyway, so there's the energy of like your energy level. And then there's the energy, which I think would maybe be better served to use the word vibe. Okay, right. That's I mean, I'm going to keep using the word energy because mm-hmm. energy is sort of a little bit more all-encompassing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But do you remember when we were um, in high school and we have we have kind of um, a couple of other best friends. We're sort of in a, in a friend group. And Jamie always talked about vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do when remember we were that. Young. Yes. She would always talk about like that person has bad vibes. Mm-hmm. She's very vibey as a human. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was like gave me the first voice of like, oh, I think that about people too. Like oh, yeah. that a person has a bad vibe. It gave you a vocabulary. Which for, I didn't have because right. my parents don't speak like that or anything. Yes. Right. So I remember being like, oh, we can talk about like vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie would even be like, I don't like the vibe of this room. Like, she's very vibey. And I started to tap into, like, I am also very, very vibey. Yeah. And can can oftentimes, like, feel a person, the, the energy of around a person or around an event. It's gotten to the point, now, once I started, pay, well, I started paying attention to it as a teenager, but in the past few years when I really started paying attention to it more mm-hmm. because I went through some foggy years. Does everyone go through foggy years where you're not paying attention to anything? Lord knows, yes, of course. Like the baby years. The baby years. I mean, I want... I think the foggy years are directly related to how much sleep you're getting. I genuinely do think that. Absolutely. And you can just only give so much... Yes. ...space... Yes. ...to survival. Yes. <laughs> to keeping the children yes. alive and keeping yourself alive. Exactly. So, That's why you have to take a lot of pictures because you will not remember it. And you can't like think critically about things. No. Or I couldn't. Yes. So anyway, once I came out of the fog a few years ago, my kids are six and eight. So maybe maybe when they were like three and five, I started to kind of like come back to myself a little bit and um, and pay attention. And I, as I started to pay attention and I got a little bit more into mindfulness um, paying attention to myself, my anxiety, my movements. This was prior to meditation. I went through a big, I mean, I still am in, but the, the first step to me tapping into all of these things we're talking about is, was a mindfulness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mostly about myself. And yeah. it was a way to manage my anxiety, mindfulness in my movements, mainly like I'm right. going to walk down these stairs slowly. Yes. I'm going to notice how the sun feels on my face. Because it seems like that was one of the first tools in your toolbox to sort of get your sort of anxiety um, and, well, maybe it was one of the first steps of energy management for you. Was that slowing down and noticing your movements, focusing on your movements? That was a big one. And that was even before breath or, again, like meditation. This Mm -hmm. was like the first baby step was I'm just going to actually like be mindful of how my body is moving through the Mm -hmm. world today. Mm -hmm. Um. So I started with that, and then I started to be, like, aware of the energy behind things, like, very intangible things, like, around an event. Like, if I would get an invitation for an event, how I felt, how the invitation was conveyed, like, all kinds of things of being like, oh, this is something I definitely want to do, or like, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me. Yes. And then you started to notice, which I wouldn't have ever noticed this, so... When we would um, do a lot of voxing around, like, different topics we could do on Sort of Awesome, um, and there was a ton of brainstorming, which we did with Kelly and Rebecca, like, 
daily. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, for years. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. we did that till I stepped away. I'm sure you guys still do it. Mm-hmm. So we would do a lot of brainstorming. And you started to point out to us that you could tell when our voices changed mm-hmm. yes. on a topic. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been aware of that until you pointed it out. Like if I'd be like, well, we could talk about travel we never have done that travel episode. We never did that travel episode. Because <laughs> Three years of both of us going, well, fuck yes. There's always the travel episode. <laughs> the never-to-be-recorded travel episode. <laughs> but then if we would be like, oh, I really wanted to talk about, you know, whatever. Yes. You, would, you would hear and notice, as the good leader and producer you are, that our voice changed. Right. And even if the topic on paper, like, seemed dumb or maybe not enough to flesh out for an episode or whatever, if you, can, if you could hear the energy in our voice behind this thing, you knew it would make for a better episode. Absolutely. So when you would point that out, I started to be like, oh, gosh, like, this is, like, real stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not all, all um, theoretical. This is like actually yes. real. Yes. Um, so then, you know, we talked in the fall. We did a couple of episodes about it as I started to get really into intuition. So once I started to notice energy, um, both of my actual energy level and then energy in the earth around things, around people, around events, then I started to like delve into intuition. A huge um, teacher for me in this has been the podcaster Jess Lively. Yes. Now there's a few people that I follow and read and, and you know, she's not the only one by any means. And in some ways, if you're super new to this journey, she might be hard to jump into right now. Right. You really have to start at the beginning with her because she has been on a journey. She has been on a journey. And I think because I listened to her, she used to um, be more like sort of businessy, almost like a business podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I listened to her then. Mm -hmm. You know, I love me a business podcast. I do do not have a business. You just love the podcast though. It's so weird. (laughs) No business for me. But I I listened to all the business things. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, so I used to listen to her when she was like a, so a business mm-hmm. podcaster. And then as she has evolved, I have definitely not, she's way ahead of me, but like I have definitely tracked with where she is going. Yes. Um, and she has started in the last year talking a ton about listening to your intuition, journaling to your intuition. Have you heard about this? Um, where you like ask your intuition. I, yes. Okay. So this is some magic woo woo stuff. Okay. I remember I had been listening a little bit more regularly to her when she was sort of in the discovery stages of this. Now I had not, I've never put it into practice and I haven't kind of caught up with her since then. Well, I'm just going to tell you what it is really quickly okay. because it's an exercise that I feel like anybody can do no matter where they are. Okay. She talks about, and she didn't make this up, she she has teachers and mentors of her own. And um, what I really like about the internet is that people, people every, a lot of people can be saying the same thing, but just the language they use or the tone they use, it just speaks to the exact right people they need to be reaching. Yes. And Jess Lively's very open about that. She's like, I am taking all of this from people who have gone before me and, yeah. you know, I'm a messenger to you. Yes. So, she didn't make this up, but it has really been a thing I've started doing. If you're trying to listen to your intuition on any, on a decision, and I mean, we're talking like what to cook for dinner or if you should move state to state. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything. Sometimes you cannot get there yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, I'm really trying. I am really sitting still. I am meditating. I am praying. I'm, 
I'm really trying to get to the root of my intuition here and I just cannot. Yeah. She, you don't have to get to that desperate of a place because she does it daily. But if you're looking for another tool, get out a notebook, a piece of paper, and you ask your intuition as almost as if it is another person. Okay. As it, and you say out loud or you write it down. It needs to be like a tangible. A tangible real question. A real question. Am I supposed to move? Mm-hmm. And then you sit there for a minute and you kind of almost look at your handwriting. Like it sounds like almost like Ouija board, mm-hmm. which I know is make, just going to flip people clean out. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's something to it because an answer will come to you. And sometimes yes. it will be like, that is not what I expected me to say. <laughs> that is fascinating. Especially the fact that you can say that sometimes it's not what you expect because I almost feel like if I tried to do that, well, and maybe this is part of the answer too, is that I would like actually end up writing down what I wanted to do or what the answer should be. But then, I don't know. Well, I don't want to like spin off. I could, this is really a thing I could spin off into and I won't. A thing that where you can identify if it's coming from your intuition. Okay. And she says there are gut people and there are heart people. You either feel that something's really right in your gut or your heart. Okay. I happen to be a heart person. I feel it in my chest. Okay. So there's a number of ways. You can like put your hand literally on what okay. you think you are, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. sit for a minute. If it is from your intuition, the answer will be like a still stream. It will be calm. It will not have like an energy around it. It'll yeah. be the calmest. Versus if you think, well, yes, I'm supposed to move. I'm supposed to move because my family lives there and my husband got the job and I'm supposed to move. Yeah. That has an energy around it. Right. Right? Yes. Versus if the calm thing that bubbles to the top or that you are able to listen to, if the calmest answer in there is no. And you don't have any reason behind it. You don't even know why that's the answer. This is amazing. Yeah. That's the truest thing. Yeah. Okay. This is huge. It has been huge. I'm telling you, I have like intuitioned my way into a bunch of things in the last few months. And it's really hard because, I mean, moving is such an enormous example. But like, I haven't done anything that big. But like, if... Sometimes you're like, I don't, I don't know why that's the answer. That doesn't seem like that should be the answer. Right. But if you just yeah. do it, mm-hmm. if you trust yourself, if you trust your body, like we were saying earlier about eating, but this is on a different level. If you just trust it, it has not steered me wrong yet. That's amazing. That's so amazing. And I think for so many of us, we just like everything you're telling me, and I have kind of danced around the edges of some of this, but I've never really heard it spoken that concisely. So for some of us, this is like a complete new revelation. Just try it. And try it with something kind of inconsequential. Right. Maybe. Low stakes. Low stakes. Like try it with like, you know, for you maybe, should I do an episode on travel? <laughs> <laughs> you know, intuition, why haven't I been able to pull the trigger on the travel episode? And if your still quiet voice says, because that is a dumb idea. (laughs) Then I'll know we were right all along. (laughs) But you know what? Like all jokes aside, sometimes your intuition will come through and be like, because you're scared to travel. Mm, Yeah. 
That's why you've resisted a travel episode. It's not because it's boring. It's not because it's not useful to your audience. It's because you, Megan, have literal travel issues, Mm -hmm. and you're avoiding it. Accurate. (laughs) But you might not have thought of that before. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. That's my whole thing. I will, like, last last but not least, by any means, I took, um, Jess Lively offers these courses, and I took one. It's pricey. It's like $360 or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's an online course about intuition. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like I wanted to take that because I've been following her for a long time. It's a lot of coaching. Mm-hmm. So like she does live coaching for the audience. Oh, that's awesome. Or whatever. Yeah. So they come and they say, I'm having trouble knowing if I should move. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be like, well, let's ask your intuition. And she makes you ask it in front of her. Oh, and then if they say she's very good at like if they're like well it says that I don't have the money and she'll be like well that's the ego that's not what it really said try again oh that's good or whatever like she's really sort of discerning yeah um that's amazing she's grown so much from her early days of Talking about business blogging? Yes. Entrepreneurship and stuff like that. No, I mean, I think she's a talented communicator. Even oh, back yeah, then. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and she even talks some. Um, she's pretty open about being like, this, my work here has pivoted. I used to be this. Now I'm, ta- you know, I've lost followers who don't want to get into the woo-woo intuition stuff. And I've gained people who, yes. that's what they're looking totally for. Looking you know, looking she's for. talks, she's, she is, if you've hung with her on the journey, and I have, you know, she's pretty candid about her audience has changed her business model has changed she's I like people like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know I'm gonna I want to do a whole thing on this listen we could do honestly I could do a whole so much on this but another person who's huge into energy and this book is everybody go get it it's amazing is Jen Sincero's you are a badass mm-hmm. at making money. Okay, the money one. Yes. Now, you are a badass is also yes. about energy and whatever, the same concepts. The making money one, even if this isn't a concern in your life mm-hmm. or you're not an entrepreneur, like whatever, it doesn't matter if you are like fully thinking about money every day or not. The concepts in the book are so good and also about your intuition and mm-hmm. money. Okay. And energy and energy, flow. a huge energy of like um, a lot of like so, so some of the just lively stuff that gets a little bit too out there for me is some of the law of attraction stuff, right? Right, mm-hmm. which is what you put out there is what you get mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe in the law of attraction. I mean, I don't. It's not a thing to believe in or not. I, that is like a thing, but I have some issues with it because I it starts to get dicey of. Mm-hmm. With victims and mm-hmm. right, right, pain points and some some yes. other whatever. We don't need to get into the weeds of all that. But Jen Sincero in "You Are a Badass at Making Money" also talks a lot about like your energy around the idea of money is affecting how much money you have. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I could do a whole other thing, and I won't. But "You Are a Badass at Making Money" is amazing. Jess Lively's. Stuff, her site, her podcast, if you're new, start it, go back and start in the earlier days. Um, that's just been affecting a lot of my life. I wanted to talk about that. I'm so glad you took the time to kind to of you. explain because a lot of these words do kind of get used interchangeably. And 
some of them do speak to some really specific concepts. And I feel like I toss I personally toss I them know around. I do. Yes. So when I got a few different people sort of asking some clarifying questions, I was like, oh, I think I need to be, I think I need to explain kind of what I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad you did. This is very inspiring. Good. I'm going to try the intuition journaling. What's the worst that could happen? Well, it could just tell you some kind of crazy thing. <laughs> no, it won't. Because it's your truest self. Yeah. It's not going to tell you any kind of crazy thing. Right. Right. That's so true. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about in our private space and between us and all hundreds of our <laughs> listener supporters, <laughs> I had a moment, and I was actually going to talk about something else, but I had a moment just in this past week that I wanted to specifically talk to you about, but also it touches on something that we've alluded to on the bigger sort of awesome show, and that is that when we were blogging, when our children were little, we were like sort of in the trenches together. We could read this person did this in this situation, and this person did that, and at least commiserate and how that sort of dries up as our kids get older. So one of those things came up this week that I was like, I, I've seen this kind of alluded to, but I didn't realize how real it was. Um, so my oldest daughter, Daisy, she's 13. She gets her period now. As a lot of 13-year-olds do. I want to tell you this as your kids are getting older, because they're still elementary, solidly elementary age. I was not prepared for, um, I I was like prepared for all of this. Like, I mean, I was like over-prepared, you know, like I was one of those that when she very first started, I was like, it's happening, you know, like all the things. She was like, you are a flower that is blooming. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But here's the thing. This was the first time she had started a new cycle. Because, again, you know, if you all remember, when you very first start, it's totally wildly unpredictable. Right. So for the first two cycles, every single time she started, she'd tell me, because I've really tried to have this super open and make like not make a big deal out of it. It's just a fact of life. Literally, just the part of the facts of life. <laughs> um, and she'd tell me, and, and, you know, we'd be in communication about it. And this time she didn't tell me until, like, three days in, and she was like, I need some more pads. And I was like, oh, did you just start? And she was like, actually, I think I started on Sunday. And it was just, like, this little moment, not a big deal to her, but this little moment that kind of, I, as I started to think about it, this concrete thing is happening that I knew was going to happen, and it's good and normal for it to happen, is, like, she's starting to be her own person. Mm. She doesn't need to tell you every time. Exactly. And I was thinking, like, when I was in seventh grade, of course I didn't tell my mother every time. But she doesn't need to tell me. She doesn't need me to. And I and I didn't even notice that she had started. There wasn't sort of the telltale signs and those types of things. Like, she's totally capable of this part of her life. She's 13, and it's like, oh. this is the beginning of the separating. I'm not ready. I know. Well, you don't have to be ready yet. I just want you to be prepared that... I, w- I always thought that the hard stuff about the teenage years, and Lord knows we may get there. None of my kids are on social media. We've decided eighth grade is when we would start to tr- try some of it, and Daisy's still in seventh grade. Um, so we don't have like the – I thought this, the hard stuff of the teen years would be like, oh, social media is awful, and boy and girl relationships and friendships and, and all of that stuff. I'm, I realize we're on the very front end. But so for me, I'm just like in the part of like – you get so used to them being so up in your business and you being in their business for all of these years. Mm -hmm. And then a day comes and it's like, oh, she's 
she's got her own business and she doesn't need me to be up in her business. <laughs> like literally. Literally, yes. And I don't know. This is this is the part that kind of, you know, makes me sad as we think about we don't have a lot of these good conversations, at least in public spaces anymore. And I totally understand why. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we're able to have it here. And this is public-ish. Yes. I mean, there's, right. hundreds, there's hundreds of people listening. Right. <laughs> but there's no Google search about your right. daughter's period. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's such a shame that I get it. But that is a shame of the passing of mom blogging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not just that blogging in general has changed, though who knew I just started one. <laughs> You're going to be on the cutting edge of the rebirth of the blogging. Am age. I? <laughs> really? Um, but like the, with the mom blog, blogs changed and they became commercial and they, you know, there's right. a lot of analysis of why blogs changed. But a huge thing is that the truest mom blog died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it died before blogging started to die. Yeah, and it and especially as kids age, I mean, I get why you don't want to put that stuff on the internet, but it's a shame because it just leaves moms in the same place that they were in mm-hmm. before without much resources. Yeah, I mean, there's books and I mean, there's stuff out there, but it's not a personal telling. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And some, as we know, as we figured out sort of um, quickly amongst the sort of awesome community when you started this show... Not everybody has a friendship group in which they can talk about it. Exactly. Yes. And so you just grieve in private Mm -hmm. or you wonder like, are the other daughters, what are the other daughters doing? I I don't have a friend who I can ask or it's hard. It is. It's a very, in a lot of ways, um, it's kind of isolating. Now I do have friends. It's one of those things where maybe they're not, maybe we don't all have kids in the exact same stage of life, but can commiserate. Like mm-hmm. your, your daughter isn't to this point yet, but you can kind of see how this would be a tough thing. Um, but it is, it's just, I don't know, maybe because, and maybe my view on it is I'm sure very different. If I talk to my own mother about this, she would see the sort of like the privacy of going through these things on your own. It's like, that's the norm. That's how we all sort of did it, you know. Also, I mean, I can also see some moms, like my mom was probably like, thank the Lord, she's not bringing that to me every month. I'm glad we've reached a stage where she can handle that on her own. So you're the mama bear who's like yes. so sad. It and is. Her musty menses still part of you. Okay, I'll stop. This is why mom blogging died, right? <laughs> Exhibit A. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just want, I just guess I just want to say that. Like, this is the hard part, the emotional part. And it's not even watching, because again, I thought so much of it would be like watching kids make mistakes and watching them get their hearts broken, and and that's probably part of it, but it is, it's the normal, healthy thing to start happening is the separation of them beginning to be their own, truly their own persons as they move forward in life, and it's So what you're saying is you thought that the hard part would be the unhealthy part? Yes. That's and what's it. Actually, the hard part is this healthy thing. That that what is supposed to happen is happening in a healthy way, and we're here, and it's happening. Mm. I know. 
Okay, that is such a bummer note to end on. Tell me about making your face bleed on purpose. That's not even face shaving. Take us to the next level. It's not. Listen, I have been microneedling my face. Do you know what that means? I feel like I do. It's kind of a new trend. Okay. But it involves poking needles into your face. I'm looking at your face. Like, your face doesn't look needle Well, it's been a a few weeks because you have to go, like, three to four weeks in between treatment. Um... So microneedling is literally inserting short, sharp needles all over your face, but not in an acupuncture way, which I've also got okay. acupuncture That's on your face. Gonna, no, that was going to be my next question. No, acupuncture needles are very, very tiny and long. Yeah. Um, microneedling, no, so I go to an esthetician who does it with a machine. You can also do it at home. Okay. I wouldn't do it at Whoa, home because that sounds, scary. that sounds scary. I mean, but you can do it at home with, with a knot machine. Okay. Like with a, they have like these derma rollers, which are like, oh, they okay. look like paint, like yes. tiny miniature paint rollers, but they have like little pricks on them and right. you're supposed to roll it on your face. Yes. So that's going to be way less invasive than going and doing it the way I do. Um, which is like a machine that like, okay. like, but into needles. I mean, so much so that you, you actually, bleed. you bleed. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but I think like the, the Kim Kardashian did it okay. and posted on social media a, a, a year ago or mm-hmm. something. And mm-hmm. I don't know that that necessarily kicked off the trend. I think it was already sort of trending, but it, you know, I'm sure that jump started a whole lot of things, yeah. but, um, it's supposed to get rid of scars okay is a big thing I don't have very many scars on my face mm-hmm. I actually didn't my person pointed out that I did have one tiny probably chicken pox scar that I'd never noticed mm. but I don't have like a lot of acne scars right, right. Okay. but it's supposed to be really good for that if a person does have that yeah. and fine lines and it just okay. simulates collagen it, okay what it kind of does to be honest is it sort of it's supposed to it kind of inflames your face okay in a way that like plumps it up but it has long term right like it'll stay that way almost okay so if you do have fine lines then it kind of now i have fine lines around my eyes i've talked about this on the show mm-hmm. um that that botox didn't work on mm-hmm. because that's not really what right botox isn't meant for mm-hmm. you can get filler like there's only, like, there's so many things you can do to your face but so I've only done the microneedling once, and you're supposed to go three or four times, so I'm going to do, like, a whole session of them. It hurts. Okay. I will say that. I will not I, – I notice a difference after the first one. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in my fine lines, which is what I was especially hoping for around my eyes, but just in my face overall. Now, I am a person who has to exfoliate a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, my skin has a lot of dead cell turnover. It starts to look so dull and gross, like, flaky and gross if I don't exfoliate. Okay. Maybe this is because I'm chronically dehydrated, truthfully. As we look pointedly to our cans of soda. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I don't drink enough water at all. You know, maybe it's genetic. Who knows? Who knows why your face does what what it does? Who knows? Um, But anyway, I have to exfoliate a lot. Mm -hmm. After I got my microneedling, Mm -hmm. I do not. It's amazing. Because it's supposed to be texture changing. Okay. But when I, to me, that wasn't like what I thought was going to be my main benefit. That has turned out to be my main benefit. And it's a good one. I mean, I've had multiple people comment on my skin since, um, since I got it done. Well, I've only done it once. But I could, I've had immediate results. But so it is a a treatment where you go back. Well, you go like 
three times every three to four weeks, and then it's supposed to last like a year or something. Oh, okay. So it la- you know, you yeah, get yeah. you're supposed to do the series. Okay. And then you can just do one, right? But like every place I know, I, I'm, I get it done um, at a certain salon. But then like my dermatologist also offers it. Every place that I've sort of seen it, they're yeah. sort of selling it as packages. So I think they want you to do right. a series of treatments. But then it lasts. Do you? Is it? all over your face mm-hmm. it is so it's not just targeted like no it's all over I don't know okay. that you maybe you could ask for that but I have not seen that you can also do like your chest mm-hmm. or if you had back I don't know whatever I you could do it it's mm-hmm. not um my person and everyone I know puts a um cream on your face that num- a numbing cream okay mm-hmm. I still could feel it mm-hmm I will, I wouldn't mean to talk about this, but now I'm going to. I've also got my, recently got my chest lasered. Hmm. So I had a lot of sun, da- sun damage on right. my chest, like literally between my neck and cleavage, mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also written quite a bit about how I get rashes on my chest when I'm yes. stressed. stressed. Mm-hmm. I've tried a lot of different things about my chest. Um, it's a strange... <laughs> indicator of my mental health <laughs> it's weird but it, for it's whatever true, reason yeah. I mean I don't think it's that weird people get acne flare-ups oh, sure, people get of course, migraines I mean it, yeah it manifests in all kinds of totally ways. there's things mine yeah. is I get like a chest rash mm-hmm. um that part I can't necessarily control but the, I had sun damage I felt like from those rashes that the sort of texture there was rough and just not Appealing. I, I have not worn um, chest showing, just top of my chest, yeah. showing even scoop neck or whatever clothes for years. Hmm. Um, it's not that it's like horrifying. It's just like, it, it like literally looks older or something. I mean, right. it's, to me, it was noticeable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I decided to get laser okay. on my chest. And it worked too. My bottom line here is that all, like, you can just do stuff to your body and skin, and dad gum, it works. That's so good to know because I've been a little skeptical. We hear these radio ads for a place that's probably offers surfaces similar to this here in the city. We hear them all the time. Um, and I do wonder, like, uh, what is that snake oil they're selling or is it me too I mean I've had this chest thing for years mm-hmm. I've written about it for years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um here's the another thing now we could just go off on this but I have the finances and the time mm-hmm. to get these treatments mm-hmm. and I haven't not only because I wondered if they were snake oil right. which is legitimate to be skeptical of them mm-hmm. But also, I've noticed a pattern in my life that I don't always, um, it does not cross my mind that there is a bigger or better way to fix things. Okay, right. Yeah, that there's a fix out there. That there's a fix out there. Yeah. I find myself in lots of ways, I'm telling you lots of ways, in my home, in my career, in my beauty stuff, like in lots of ways, I decide that this is just a thing you have to live with. Mm, I can relate to that for sure. You just have to live with pet stained carpets. Mm -hmm. When you get a pet, Mm -hmm. that's the price of having a pet. Mm -hmm. Or 
uh, you know, there's lots of ways of like, well, I can do my own blog design, so I should. Because right. why would I pay a person to do a thing that like if I watch enough YouTube tutorials, I can just do it? Right. I, I think it's a thing that you should either live with or it's a consequence of or, or I get in weird mindsets. Mm-hmm. A few different things have happened in the last year where I was like, what? You can fix this thing? Yes. <laughs> right. Like you can research a way to fix it. You can pay someone to fix it. Mm-hmm. You can, like I didn't even know there were fixes available. Or some deeper part of me, if you really want to go therapy on it, thought I wasn't worthy of having it fixed. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So like on the chest thing, it's like, you know, it's my fault because I get anxious and then I get a rash or I've suntanned, so I've gotten the sun damage. I don't deserve to have it fixed. It's so vain. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a vain LA person. (laughs) Right. And then when you go, and I was like, wait, you could, I could have done this all along? Right. Yes. I had so many situations like that where you're just like, what if I just what, could have just done this thing and it's fixed? Like after we got Kona the damn dog, <laughs> I've lived with, he has ruined my rugs. Oh, Not all gosh. of them. Thank yeah. goodness. I have some beautiful rugs that I would have been. But he, you know, we're out of the stage now, mostly, knock on wood. But, um... You know, I had some pet stains that truly bugged me. Yeah. Like, but I have guests a lot. Yes. I don't know that they noticed or not, but I was always, like, weird and paranoid about it, but, like, try to put a chair over it or, like, whatever. Right. I'm, like, a weirdo. Last week, literally, I just said, I can't live like this anymore. And and I was starting to uncover this pattern of living with things. Yes. That were taking up mental energy that were just stupid. Right. Right. And I was taking up a lot of mental energy for, like, pet stains. Why? was stupid. Yes. I got on Yelp. I found a rug cleaner. The person came, was done in an hour and a half. Stop. What have I been doing? (laughs) You've been rearranging your life and your mental energy around these stains that are driving you nuts. There are steam cleaners out there, folks. (laughs) Use your Yelp app and find yourself a rug cleaner. Or whatever your thing is, you know, because people spin out about who knows what. They right. can't get their pantry organized. Yeah. Well, maybe hire a professional. Maybe YouTube some ideas. I don't know. Like, stop using right. your mental energy. Well, it goes back to the energy thing. It really does. It really does. Because every time you saw one of those pet stains, you lost a little bit of your energy to... It made me resentful them. towards the dog. Yeah. It made me um, feel self-conscious when we had guests. Mm-hmm. It made me try to devise... <laughs> Now that I'm like talking to her, it's so stupid. Devise all these different ways to keep the dog from going into that room, which means I stacked up like a chair and then a thing on top of the chair and then a thing like, because I'm trying to keep the dog out of that room. What's happening? This is so dumb. Yeah. I get it. Call the steam cleaner. Yes. That needs to be our code word now. Or commit to, I actually was talking to another friend about this who also has a dog and we were sort of commiserating on the dog thing and she ultimately just got rid of rugs. She doesn't have rugs in her home anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that was an option either. (laughs) I was like, well, you can just not have rugs. (laughs) And she has a beautiful home. Right. And so I was like, well, that would eliminate literally all of the problems. Yeah. Now, I'm not giving up my rug right now because I'm not, I don't need to. But I was like, why didn't I think of the symbol? Oh my gosh, I have this story. I know we have to go. I have this story that just shows you how much your mindset just like affects your whole life. Okay. Um, our 
person that takes care, our landscaping person who takes care of our plants and stuff, left a big thing of soil, um, like a big bag of soil outside accidentally. My dog got into it and ate it and it made him sick. Mm. Well, and then I, and I actually, my, the vet was like skeptical of it. it was actually the soil. But anyway, the dog did get into it and made a mess. And um, <laughs> this is the stupidest story I've ever told. And this is real life. <laughs> A friend came over, and I was like, I, a girlfriend, and I was like, I, it was a big thing of soil, like 20-pound thing of soil, more 50 pounds, something. I couldn't move it. Right. And I was like, will you help me move this bag of soil, like, away? Uh-huh. We're outside. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this has been bugging me for, like, two weeks by the time we're having this conversation. And she and I are like, shoot. Okay, should we put it in a wheel? But, like, how do we get this out to the garage or whatever? Like, we have this whole thing. For minutes. I've been dwelling on this for weeks. Stupid soil. What if the dog gets back into it? Like, uh-huh. all of us, all this. Finally, <laughs> my friend Jen is like, why don't we just cut it open and sprinkle the soil right, right here in the yard <laughs> and be done with it? And I was literally, I stared at her like, <laughs> I've been trying to move this soil for two weeks. <laughs> Why didn't I just cut open the bag and sprinkle it out? Sprinkle earth to earth. <laughs> Are you embarrassed to be my friend? Oh, no, I wouldn't have thought of it either. I promise you I wouldn't have. When she said it, I wish there'd been a photograph of my face when she said that. I was literally like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were we supposed to be talking about microneedling? <laughs> I was like, how are we going to wrap this up? What are we even talking about? <laughs> we, chased, we chased this rabbit all the way down the trail to the bag of soil that was waiting at the end. I should write up that soil story. You really should. It's The takeaway is very powerful that sometimes... Should, would I, should I sacrifice on the internet my absolute stupidity? <laughs> I don't think it's that dumb. I think it's so universal that we... We see a problem, and we can only think of the one thing. In my mind, there was only one way to solve it, to yes. move the bag of soil. And That's so- the only solution to this problem. You, sometimes you just need a fresh pair of eyes. The most obvious solution. Yeah. Sometimes you need to ask your intuition. <laughs> intuition. Why didn't I write to my intuition and it Why? said? What do I do with the 50-pound bag of soil outside? I don't know that my intuition is that smart. <laughs> I feel like my intuition would have been like, I don't know. Get a friend over here to help you move it. Oh my gosh. That was a good note to end on. There's a lot of takeaways in that story. We've used so many words. So many words. I'm so grateful to know this has been really good. I'm so glad that, too, that sometimes we can come into these conversations with, like, I need to tell you this, this, and this. And sometimes we can be like, I really need help with this, this, and this. Help me move the bag of soil. Help me move the bag of soil. Yes. Good. Okay. Superstars, thank you so much, as always, for all of your support. We hope you've enjoyed this (laughs) deep dive into this wide-ranging conversation. And if you have suggestions for us, if you heard us say something like, hey, guys, did you ever think this might be a solution? Please never hesitate to let us know because we're all ears for sure. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all next time.